Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Happy Friday, Edwin. Happy Friday, Andrew. We are concluding our first week with our new equipment and the new upgraded Text Talk Studios. And I am so desperately hoping it has all recorded properly so we don't have to do this over again. Buddy, you and me both. We'll find out once we... Once we take the card out of this box and we take it over to my computer. Boy, that's exciting <laughs> stuff. But uh, we are so glad that you've joined us today. It's Friday. It's always Good Friday on Text Talk. We're looking at the psalm. We're going to be talking about Jesus here in just a moment. But uh, that means Sunday's coming. And if you're in the Tampa area, we would love to meet you in person, love for you to come out and worship with us at Livingston. All the information that you need about our service times and directions can be found on our website, www.christiansmeethere.org. A prayer of Moses, Psalm 80, uh, Psalm 90, Psalm 90. Got to make sure I get that right. Psalm 90, we're in book four, A Prayer of Moses, the Man of God. I'm going to read from the American Literary Version. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn man to dust and say, Return, you children of men. For a thousand years in your eyes are but as yesterday when it is past, and as a watch in the night. You flood them with sleep. In the morning they are like grass that is renewed. In the morning it flourishes and is renewed. In the evening it is cut down and withers. For we are consumed in your anger, and in your wrath are we troubled. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your countenance. For all our days have passed away in your wrath. We bring our years to an end as a sigh. The days of our years are seventy years, or even by reason of strength eighty years. Yet is there pride but labor and sorrow, for it is soon gone, and we fly away. Who knows the power of your anger and your wrath according to the fear that is due to you? So, teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom, Return, O Yahweh, how long? And repent concerning your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your loving kindness that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad according to the days you have afflicted us and the years we have seen evil. Let your work appear to your servants and your glory upon their children. And let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and the work of our hands establish upon us and the work of our hands establish it. So there is a request at the end of this psalm about the work of their hands. Establish the work of their hands. I think about when this prayer might have been written. If we take it as Moses writing again towards the end of his time in Egypt, as he's coming into his own, starting to recognize his true place as an Israelite, noticing the suffering of his people and the labor and the work that they're doing, then that would make this prayer kind of a general request. Lord, the, the work that the, that we are doing, it's useless because it's all in service to this taskmaster, mm. this, this tyrannical dictator, Pharaoh, and all that he is doing. Allow us, just in general, to have work that is useful for you, God, and that is useful for uh, your people. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. So there's that possibility. If this is written during the days of the wilderness wandering, I think there's a real possibility he's actually referring to the tabernacle there. Yeah, it would be, yeah. So, and, and that, I think, I can go either way on when this might have happened. I think I l- lean towards the wilderness wandering because now if he is specifically talking about the tabernacle, establish the work of our hands mm-hmm. by moving into this tabernacle, by dwelling in it so that the work of our hands has actually been valuable and yeah. established. 
Well, then, then the psalm begins with, Lord, you are our dwelling place, and it ends with establish the work of our hands, make, make this your dwelling place, mm-hmm. uh, subtly. And so we, we would have, um, what's that called? Inclusio. <laughs> we do have we do have the inclusio of this the way he um, refers to God because at the beginning in the first verse he calls him Lord, Lord. Adonai mm-hmm. Master and at the end again in the last verse calls him Lord Adonai Master and that becomes important in this concept of establish the work of our hands because you are the master so in our service in our working. You, as our master, would establish the work of our hands, make our work useful. Whatever work we're doing, make it useful because you're the master. Well, that's what I was going to say, whatever work we're doing. I mean, this is a timeless prayer. If, if If the Lord doesn't build the house, then they labor in vain who builds it, right? Yeah. And so we do need the Lord to bless the work of our hands. And we need the great wisdom that the Lord provides to make sure that we're using our hands to build good things that, you know, please him. Um, I heard the old expression, it'd be a shame to spend all your life climbing a ladder to realize it was propped up against the wrong tree. <laughs> That's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> so yeah, make what I do worth something. Exactly. Exactly. What I do is only worth something if it's in submission to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it's, if it's pursuing God, if it's bringing glory to God, if it's about loving God and loving our neighbor the way God wants us to, loving God with all our heart, soul, and mind, and strength. And so, God, my my work is only useful if you establish it. So establish the work of our hands. The other thing, I, I see a connection there with the brevity of life that we've already talked about. You know, the, the 80, 70 years, or if by strength, 80 years, they are fleeting, and they are sorrowful, and they are full of... Toil, toil, full of work. But what's going to make that better? You know, if the Lord will bless the work, if the Lord will prosper the work. Maybe our works can continue on after us if the Lord establishes Mm. our works Mm -hmm. and continue on for our children to be able to benefit from and their children to benefit from. You know, interestingly, when you reference Psalm 127, that's in the Songs of Ascent. As folks were pilgrimaging towards Jerusalem, maybe even walking up the steps of the temple as they were singing that, you realize that in that context, in the Songs of Ascent, when he says, unless the Lord builds the house, Mm -hmm. they labor in vain who build it. Now, today, we tend to look at that, and I know I tend to look at that and and apply it like to the family, unless the Lord is involved in my family all the work I'm doing to build my family is is in vain. And I right. think that is a perfectly good application. However, in its original context, unless the Lord builds the house, it's probably talking about the temple. Mm-hmm. And unless the Lord guards the city, it's probably talking about Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Sure. And the reason why I make that connection is because suddenly you see if, if this was, uh, psalm was written during the wilderness wanderings, and especially in the context of establish the work of our hands in building this tabernacle, what kind of prayer this would be when Solomon built the temple, mm-hmm. but also for our Babylonian exiles, for the Jews during that time they of the exile. Rebuild and, it again, don't they? And seeing why the psalmist editors would place this psalm here after we've had these, in book three, these several story arcs and cycles that get us up through judgment by Assyria and Babylon, and of course the temple is destroyed, and they're needing God to deliver them and to return and to rebuild. And so you can see how the exiles 
and the children of Israel post-exile, as they want to build the temple, as they want to rebuild the city, this would be a prayer for them yeah. to pray at that time as well. You establish the work of our hands. We're going we're gonna to build this temple, make it happen. We're going to build this city, make it happen. And, and you build the house, and you guard the city, because if you don't, we remember Solomon wrote, if you don't, our work is in vain. Yeah. So all of that yeah. tying together, we can see how the Israelites might have used this prayer. Well, I think about uh, something that Jesus said to the uh, Pharisees in John the fifth chapter, uh, that uh, one greater than Moses is here. Mm. He does say that. And so uh, I'm thinking about uh, how is Jesus greater than Moses, and particularly as we look at this psalm. <laughs> So do you remember how earlier in the in the week, one of our earlier days, we were talking about God, because of his everlasting to everlasting, he might answer a prayer. He might bring an answer to your prayer, but it might be 150 years from now. Mm-hmm. It might be 200 mm-hmm. years from now. It might be in response to your prayer, but it might be long after you've died. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the idea of being patient with God because time is meaningless to him. Well, here's a prayer of Moses. And I think the ultimate answer comes generations later, millennia later, a long time later. Because I think, so here's how this prayer ends. Lord, establish the work of our hands. And I'd like you to listen to this verse and then okay. you tell me what you think. Okay. Here's what the verse says, and I'll tell you where it is after I read it. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is is not in vain. Mm-hmm. That's from 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and yeah. verse 58. Yeah. That's at the end of Paul's discussion about resurrection right. and about the fact that Jesus was resurrected and we're going to be resurrected. And the way he caps all of that off is, look, because of this, because Jesus was raised from the dead, because you are going to be raised from the dead when you are working in the Lord, mm-hmm. your work is established. It is not in vain. The Lord establishes the work of your hands in Jesus Christ. In the Lord. In the Lord. In the Lord. So Moses, thousands of years ago, mm-hmm. asked this question, and in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, God granted this request. I am establishing the work of your hands. The things that you do actually matter. The obedience that you offers that you offer actually matters Mm -hmm. because Jesus went to the cross and on the third day rose again. So your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Not in vain. It's established. It's established. Okay, so go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, so back here in Psalm 90 when it's talking about uh, numbering our days and making sure that we are living uh, with wisdom in view. It is to have that eye, or as Christians we can understand, it is to have that eye to the cross and that Jesus is the one who gives meaning, blessing, and fulfillment ultimately for that life dedicated to him. In Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12, here's what Paul wrote there. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Mm -hmm. Here's the interesting thing. Today, because of the influence of Augustinianism and the influence of Calvinism that has so pervaded so much of modern, what is called Christianity, a lot of people have the idea that because Jesus died and was resurrected, what we do doesn't matter. 
Mm. That, that is the exact opposite of what Paul presented. What Paul presented is because Jesus died and was resurrected, what we do does matter. Does matter. If it was not for the sacrifice of Jesus, Andrew, it would not matter how much you obeyed God. You've yeah. blown it. You would be lost. You, you've not True. obeyed him enough. True. But because Jesus died and was resurrected, when you obey, when you give your allegiance to Jesus, when you submit to him and you follow him and you apprentice yourself to him and you grow in your discipleship to him, God establishes all that. He makes all of that useful and valuable, which of course means if you decide not to do any of those things, well, that matters also. That matters also. So there is a place where my life is redeemed. Yes. And richly meaningful. So in Christ. And here is the grace. It is the grace of God that empowers us Mm -hmm. to work. It is the grace of God that makes our work powerful. It is the grace of God that says, look, when you get baptized for the remission of your sins, that actually matters. Right. Not because not because you getting baptized for the remission of your sins is some amazing work that now God has to save you. But because God has said This is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And since Jesus went to the cross and since Jesus was resurrected, it actually matters. Yeah. Yeah. It it actually accomplishes something by God's power. It establishes our works. Yeah. And the works of our hands. Yeah. So listen, pray, pray because God may answer your prayer in 200 years. Pray because now your praying matters because Jesus went to the cross and was resurrected. Submit, follow the Lord. And so listen, you know what? On Sunday, we're going to be worshiping God with the brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go to that worship assembly because we think somehow doing that is going to earn us a place in heaven. But what we know is attending and assembling and worshiping matters because Jesus went to the cross and was resurrected. So I want to invite you again. Be with us on Sunday before we wrap up here with a prayer. You want to go ahead and lead us yeah, in that? Yeah, in a prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for Christ. Thank you, Lord, for your word, where we see that through centuries, through uh, the workings of, of many people, Father, you have had a plan and accomplished a plan uh, that would bring about Jesus Christ, who died for our sins at the cross, was buried and on the third day arose. Father, that in this life we are about trying to do good things with our hands that we hope are meaningful. But Father, help us to trust and surrender into your greater plan and your works, and your mighty deeds. Father, may we be instruments in your hands, always attuned to being faithful to your word and your will, that, Father, you might use us in your providence to bless others as we have been so richly blessed by you in such a great number of ways. We thank you for this day. We want to number it, make the most of it for your glory, for the glory of Jesus Christ. In his name we pray, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.